0: An original talk radio
1: broadcasting on the Internet. It's L.A. Talk Radio. We say what
0: we want. Welcome to Impact Hiring Solutions Live. Barry, 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 you're Barry, you're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions with Brad Remillard and Barry Deutsch. Only on L.A.
1: Talk Radio.
0: Welcome to our weekly radio show. I'm Barry Deutsch. I'm with my partner, Brad Remillard. We're conducting our Impact Hiring Solutions Live program. We're a retained executive search firm and Bets practice hiring company. Every Monday from 11 to noon, we talk about job search, networking, personal branding, developing resumes, finding the right job. We talk about it from the hiring manager perspective of finding, selecting, and hiring outstanding talent. If you'd like to participate in our conversation today, all you have to do is call 818-602-4929 to pose your question. Again, 818-602-4929 to pose your question. If you've got call blocking, you're not going to be able to call. So if your phone uses call blocking, hit star 82 before you dial the area code. If you're a little bit shy, reticent, or you're in a work environment where you can't talk or pose your question on the phone, feel free to send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at com. And either way, Brad and I are going to try to get your question or topic aired. Today, we're talking about how to ace the phone interview, and I'm going to turn it over to my partner, Brad Remillard, to lead us off. Brad? Yeah, thanks, Barry. Um,
1: yeah, today is a unique topic in that I, I there's all kinds of Information on interviewing on the web, every book, every coach, whomever you want to talk to who's got more information on interviewing. But there's very little information available on the phone interview. And I think too often candidates, as well as many, we'll call them experts, uh, feel that or tend to believe that those two are exactly the same. An interview is an interview is an interview. i got to tell you, there is a significant difference how you handle a phone interview from how you handle a face-to-face interview. And I know for myself, and I'm sure, Barry, you're the same, I do, what, 40, 50, 60 phone interviews a week? Easily. Sure, because we're screening candidates all day long. I would tell you that 5% at best really grasp the difference between a phone interview and a face-to-face interview. And in fact, here's a question I've asked to probably 500 candidates in my speaking engagements, in my networking groups I go to, my speaking engagements, where there can be anywhere from 50 to 200 people there. I asked this one question, and uh, not one person has known the answer to it. I ask this simple question. I ask the group, I'll say, tell me, what are the three things that can be measured on an interview? Go ahead, answer the question, but you got to tell me all three. And the crowd starts, you know, one person, well, I think it's X, or I think it's uh, this, or I think it's that. I say, no, one person has to identify all three things. You're all coming up with different things, but nobody can tell me what the three things are you can you can manage you or you can measure on a phone interview. <laughs> so here you are, 500 executive people, none of them know what's going to be managed on a phone interview, and yet that very afternoon they're on a phone interview. Now, how the heck do you have a phone interview when you don't even know what the inter- what's being measured? Isn't that like taking a test in college and saying, I'm not going to tell you what's on the test, but show up on Monday morning, and I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to grade it, but be here. You'd be livid if you were going to school and the university professor said, I'm not going to tell you what's on the test and what I'm going to measure, but okay, go ahead, take the test. And yet, on our career, these people don't have a clue what's going to be measured, what they're going to have to impact on, and yet... They just jump on the phone interview and just answer That's my the question.
0: Pardon yep. me? That's my greatest frustration, Brad, is that I mean, <clears throat> most candidates, and, and I would concur with this if I look back over 25 years, rarely ever prepare for a phone interview. It's really just oh. a kind of a – they wing it, and they, and they think, oh, I just talk about myself. It's not a big deal. And then the vast majority of candidates that you and I deal with wonder – why did I not get invited to that interview? Why didn't I yeah. get asked it?
1: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, these are professional level people. They don't have any idea about what's going to be measured. So if I know what's going to be measured, I can at least prepare for those issues like I would a test. If I know what you're going to ask me, I can go home and study. I can prepare. I can look. I can know what you're going to measure on. But you don't do it. The other big thing that candidates don't take into consideration on a phone interview from a face-to-face interview is, when you ask most candidates what's the biggest measurement in any communication, what's the biggest impact on any communication that you're going to have, face-to-face communication, it's body language. It's how you, nonverbal communication. It's how you sit in the chair. It's the eye contact. It's the, it's the signs you get from that other person. All of this nonverbal. In fact, you can read any book or look at any, go to any talk on, on speaking. There's studies that show 70% of most communication is nonverbal. That's a huge percentage. Well, guess what's missing in a phone interview? All that nonverbal. You can't read the person's eye contact. You can't read their body language. You can't tell if they're bored with your answer. You can't tell what they're looking at. You can't tell how you're engaging them. You have none of this information available to you as you do in a face-to-face. So right off the bat, you've lost 70% of communication on a phone interview. And yet candidates don't even intellectualize that. One of my favorite things, Barry, on a, is we're going to talk about a free... um a free chapter we're going to give them on phone because we feel it's so important. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Right. Is I love it when people write me back and say, well, Brad, I, I got the I, I, I inter- the article, you know, and I already know this stuff. And I write them back and I tell them, I know a lot of things. I know how to write a book because I've written two of them. I'm not a best-selling writer yet. There's a big difference between knowing something and doing something and there is a quantum leap between doing it and doing it at a high level of skill. I don't doubt for a minute that many people know what we're going to talk about today, Barry.
0: The you question is, interesting? how many do it? I've had a lot of people actually write back and say, well, it seems pretty – basic and trite yeah. to, to have a chapter on phone interviewing. This seems really common. I've done a lot of phone interviews in my career. Why would you guys even write about this subject? And, and I think I, I'm going to reiterate what Brad just said. The reason we write about it, we're spending time in this radio show on it. We've got a number of free resources. We offer a free chapter on the subject. We'll talk about that more in a minute, is that most people truly screw this up. And and if you're a candidate and you're in the middle of your job search, you're, you're batting average. Y- your success rate should literally be, out of 10 phone interviews, 8 to 9 10 at times out of that. 80 to 90 percent, you should be asked in for a physical interview. And I'm going to bet that if you track that statistic, you're probably less than 50 percent. And most candidates that I've surveyed, and Brad, you'd probably agree with this, are probably less than 25 percent. You just can't manage an an effective job search and be successful in reducing the time it takes by losing so many great opportunities. So we're going to give you some specific takeaways today that literally if you had a, a phone interview tonight, I guarantee it, if you apply these methods and you use these simple techniques, you're going to get asked in the vast majority of the time to the physical interview.
1: Yeah, I mean, think about a phone interview to begin with, Barry. Why are they calling you? They've already seen your resume. They already feel you must have some qualification. So they're calling because they've already said in their mindset, hey, I may have a good candidate here. The problem is the interview, the phone interview, you, you die at the phone interview because you don't bring those techniques because you may know them, but you're not doing them. And our goal today and the whole goal of our book that we wrote on uh, the whole job search process, the five steps of a job search process, Which is basically free on our just you know it's basically free on our website um, is to get people to really turn it into a workbook and make and show people how to do it, not just know it. And that's the difference between a phone interview. And by the way, the three things that you can measure on a phone interview are: you can measure one's ability to communicate, you can measure some level of technical ability, and you can measure One's energy or enthusiasm, and that's about it. Everything else is hard to measure. And even those three things are very, very subjective. So, and I would say energy enthusiasm is one of the biggest reasons people blow the interview. Probably second, they don't have the technical ability. To, they don't communicate their technical ability well enough in a phone interview because they're trying to do it like a face-to-face. And thirdly, most probably communicate okay. Once in a while, you get people that don't use language properly and you, you move on but I would say in my experience the three areas that people blow it are they show no energy enthusiasm I sure don't want to send somebody out to one of my clients that's going to bomb because they have no energy or drive or motivation and technically they haven't communicated or listened well enough to the technical skills that you're looking for they're just giving you an overall bunch of uh, uh, of general statements and hoping from that something will fall out <clears throat>
0: Brad, this is probably a good place to take a, a small break. We've probably had a few more people join us on our um, radio show here. And um, let me just step back for a moment. If you've just joined us, my name is Barry Deutsch. I'm with my partner, Brad Remillard. We're with Impact Hiring Solutions. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Where every Monday from 11 to noon, we talk about jobs, job search, networking, personal branding, phone interviewing, um, and how to hire and retain top talent. You can participate in our call today in our radio show from an unblocked phone by dialing 818-602-4929. Again, 818-602-4929. Remember, you got to unblock your phone by hitting star 82 before dialing the area code. You can also send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at impacthiringsolutions.com with your question. And as we go through the rest of our show, Brad and I will try to work that into the the call. Um, Brad, why don't we tell them a little bit about um, the offer we're going to make in this call as it relates to phone interviewing and a specific tool that they can wrap their hands around and use.
1: Okay. We're going to offer you – go ahead, ahead, Barry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Barry.
0: That's right. On our website. Um, In our candidate tab under free resources, you will find one of the most popular chapters of our book on phone interviewing. It goes into much more detail and depth with specific tools, techniques. You can take this. You'll have it on your computer. Brad and I are talking about it. We're verbalizing it right here in the call. We're going to take a few questions from our live audience. But if you'd like to have a specific tool that you can refer back to over and over, in addition to this audio program, which within, what, Brad, 24 hours we'll have up on our website, yep. um, so you can download this or you can go to iTunes and get it through iTunes where where we have a whole uh, listing, um, you can get the free chapter of our popular job search book called This is Not the Position I Accepted. And again, that most popular chapter in that book is Ace the Phone Interview. So, Brad, why don't we jump right into the methodology for acing the phone interview?
1: Yeah, we have a a little acronym we put together, Uh, and this is basically in the chapter. We're going to walk through each one of these in the free chapter, Brad just mentioned, where you go to candidates and then go to free resources on our website. Um, We use a little acronym we call dress up, kind of a little play on why would I dress up for an interview, a phone interview. I'm sitting at home. I could be in my pajamas or underwear for all that counts, but What's the purpose of dress up? And so we're – let me walk you through and Barry and I will talk. And if you want to send us an email on any one of these talk or questions or maybe a problems you've even had on a phone interview or issues where you don't feel comfortable, now is a great time to, to send us an email or call us. So let's start with dress up. The D in dress up stands for a very simple thing. D stands for don't answer the phone. I know it's a phone interview, but don't answer the phone unless you're ready. Do you know how many times I get people that answer the phone they got they're carrying it in two bags of uh, groceries from the garage, Uh, they're about to walk into a a doctor's appointment, they're at a kid's soccer game, they are totally unprepared out of the blue, they are sitting down to dinner at a restaurant and they're going to want me to uh, have a phone interview. That's ridiculous. So my first thing is don't answer the phone unless you're ready and prepared to have a phone interview. We'll call back. I mean, what if you were in an interview? Are you going to tell that interview, excuse me, i got to take a phone interview right now, or are you going to let it go to voicemail? And I'm going to talk to you in a minute, and I'll even tell you, there's a benefit to letting it go to voicemail. So unless you're ready, don't answer the phone. If you feel so compelled to answer the phone, and it turns out to be a recruiter or a company, I would highly recommend scheduling an appointment when you can be prepared, when you can be in your office, you can be quiet, it will be uh, your thought about what you want to do, you're focused on what the interview is about, and you're ready to go. There's not a dog barking in the background. You don't got to put me on hold because the baby's choking over there, sucking down the breakfast. So be prepared. One of the benefits for scheduling an interview is you may get a voicemail that goes something like this. Hi Barry, this is Brad Rumler. I'm with Impact Hiring Solutions. Uh, i got a copy of a resume. I want to call and talk to you about a, a VP of HR position I'm doing. Now that's a recruiter. You've just got a tidbit. You've heard the recruiting company's name. You can look them up on the Internet. You can Google them. And you know the position. It might be a hiring manager that says, This is the CEO. Hi, I'm the president of ABC Manufacturing in uh Garden Grove, California, and I'd like to talk to you about a VP of operations position or an accounting manager role. I'm the controller. Think of the information you just got. You can now Google that company. You can do a little bit of research on that company. You can look up a little bit about the hiring manager. So you've got information. When you just answer that phone cold, it's just a bucket of cold water thrown on you and you got to be hit the ground running. I suggest that you be prepared. And if you're not at home anyway, you'd miss the call, and the conversation would still go forward. I have never – Barry, you can answer this too. I've never not retur- hang up, not recalled somebody who said, well, this is your only chance. Sorry, you didn't answer your phone. I'm not calling you back. Or somebody says to me, Brad, I'm about to walk out to an interview, I'm about to walk to a doctor's appointment. Can we schedule a time this afternoon to have a conversation about this when I'd be better prepared to answer your questions? I've never said, no, nope, this is your only shot. You, lo- you blew it. Talk to you later. I don't know about you, Barry, but have you done that?
0: When I call a candidate, because I've been referred to them, I've got a copy of their resume. I've looked at their LinkedIn profile. Um, by the way, just let me let me take a little sidebar note here. Right, we talk about LinkedIn profiles. Um, this is what we did in our last radio show. of all recruiters, and it's probably very close to becoming 100%, HR managers, HR professionals, hiring managers, are starting to search on LinkedIn for candidates. And one of the tools that we're providing now is a self-assessment scorecard to determine, is your LinkedIn profile strong enough to get noticed so that you can even get a phone call to be go through a phone interview? And if you'd like a copy of that, Unique template that we've just created, that scorecard, you can send an email to Brad and I at info, INFO, at impacthiringsolutions.com, and then we'll send you back an email of how you can get that, uh, that scorecard to help you improve even getting to the stage of getting phone interviews. But, but let me address, now I've taken that little sidebar journey, let me address the comment you've just made. If I find you on LinkedIn, as a candidate, I get a copy of your resume, I get referred to you, I will be relentless as a recruiter in trying to get in touch with you. If I leave you a message and you don't return that call in 24 hours, I'll call you back the next day and I'll call you back the next day and I'll call you back the next day until I connect with you. No one, as Brad said, is going to make a call and if you didn't answer the phone right then and there, they're just going to go, oh, too bad, you missed the chance. They're calling you because they want to talk with you.
1: So that's the D. Don't answer the phone until you're ready, you're prepared, and at least take that leverage that you can use to do a professional interview. The R in dress up stands for remove obstacles. I cannot count the number of times when I won't call back, I get that stupid recording that says, my client, We don't take unblocked calls, so hang up and redial us again. You know what? If you're so naive, that wasn't the word I was going to use, but I'm trying to be politically sensitive. If you're so naive that during a search, you're going to block your calls, you don't deserve a return phone call. So remove the obstacle. Number one, take down that email thing that says, I'm blocking my email from unknown users. Please go to this website, approve yourself, and then come back. Remove those obstacles. Don't have your three-year-old, it's cute, it's nice, it's funny, and don't have five minutes worth of music that i got to sit and listen to before I can leave you a message. Be professional. Have your own line. Have your own cell phone available. Have a number on your resume that make it easy access to leave you that message, to connect with you. Don't set up obstacles to, to those hiring companies getting in front of you. This sounds so obvious, and so many people know this, but I would bet to tell you 20 to 25% of the time, these are the problems we run into. The reason we're bringing them up is because we hit on them so many times. So don't assume that these are so obvious or so basic. The reason we're talking about them because we hit them all the time. That's why you're seeing this. So take those obstacles down. Put up a professional message on your voicemail. Remove those obstacles. And finally, removing obstacles, let me make this as clear as I possibly can. Never, 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 and if you didn't get it, never. Do a phone interview on a cell phone. Part of the reason to have them call back is you can get on a landline. Cell phones get disconnected, battery runs down, the cell site goes down, and then it is difficult to get back in touch. One of the reasons for having to set it up another time is you can be on a landline and make sure that you're not going to have a problem with a cell phone. I believe you should never, ever do a phone interview on a cell phone. So the R is remove those obstacles on your voicemail, on your email, and never, ever do a phone interview on a cell phone. Any other
0: thoughts, Barry? No, it's just that I've done enough of these (laughs) in my lifetime to know that they are disasters in the making. (laughs) You get static. You get people swearing at the traffic while they're trying to do it. Their concentration is uh, off, um, they can 't be thinking about their responses they don 't have their accomplishments laid out in front of them their their prior uh, achievements, documents, tools that they can use to win the phone interview they 're just basically winging it and they 're not even paying attention to what they 're talking about. It comes off to the hiring manager and to me as a recruiter like it 's extremely unprofessional um, at at worst, if you have to do it on your cell phone, go to a quiet room. Pull off to the side of the road. Uh, do do something, but I, I'd say 99% of the time, Brad, I'm like you, I'm going to say let's just reschedule this to when you're on a regular landline and you can be focused on the conversation.
1: Yeah, How do you focus on a phone interview when you're driving down the freeway? You're going through a bad cell site. You get cut off, static on the air. I mean, there's nothing worse than it. We all hate it when we're just having conversations with our wives or families or spouses. When it's breaking up, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? You really want that on a phone interview? Is that professional? Wouldn't it be more professional to say, I'm driving in my car, I'm in the middle of traffic? Can we schedule a time when we can both be in a quiet place to talk and really focus on what your questions are? Isn't that more professional? So remove those obstacles, I think, is. For me, one of the most frustrating things when I get professional-level people not thinking ahead of really what it takes to get a job and being professional. A professional person is going to set the stage as best they can and make sure that they have a professional message and people can contact them. Now, I want you to have your cell phone on your resume. I said don't have an interview on a resume. I didn't say you shouldn't have a cell phone number where people can call, connect with you, set up that time. Just don't do the interview. And if you have to, like Barry said, make sure you got a battery or it's plugged in on a live hot wire so at least you won't have to say in the middle of it's an hour and a half interview, oh shoot, my battery's running dead, can I call you back? Not a real uh, impressive way to go. Let's go to the E. The first E, uh, I'm sorry, the E in... in uh, Dress up stands for just one of the biggest is energy and enthusiasm. You have to present energy and enthusiasm on the phone interview. This is one of the three things that can be measured. This to me, as I said earlier, is one of the absolute biggest reasons I don't move on. The person is so boring on the other line. So monotone, so soft tone that I think when they get in front of my client, they're going to put them to sleep. And my client's going to call them back and say, I haven't a clue why you sent this person out here. So number one, what you need to do, stand up and walk around. Never, ever sit down during a phone interview. You should be standing up or sitting down. The only exception, the only one exception, and that's a guy like me. I am a fast talker. I, I'm i pretty intense right now, and I'm sitting down. Can you imagine what I'd be like if I was standing up? So if you have to use that to actually slow you down, then don't stand up. But that's one out of a thousand.
0: Brad? Yeah. At this point, it might be good to start taking a few of our questions. I've, I've got one that Susan from Detroit actually sent in, and her question was, if I'm not normally highly extroverted, outgoing, how do I come across on the phone with a lot of energy and enthusiasm other than, like you recommend, standing up?
1: Great question. Very simple. Susan was the name? Very simple. Susan from Detroit, you, right. Very simple. Get yourself a voice coach. Recognize what your tools you need to be a professional in your search and get out. Go to Toastmasters. It's I don't know, but Toast Match is pretty reasonable. Get a voice coach. Get a person that can show you how to use your voice to communicate. Remember, 70% of that that body language, that nonverbal is gone.
0: So you have to learn how to... Go ahead. Brad, I just want to make a comment is that in my late 20s, early 30s, one of the very best things I ever did I look back on it now, you know, I'm in my 50s now, but I look back 25 years ago and I say joining a local Toastmasters group for about six months to a year where they put you through their 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 systematic process of teaching you how to speak, uh, speak extemporaneously, not use crutches, talk from a written presentation, whatever the format is. There's like 30 different formats was probably one of the greatest things I have ever done in my life. That's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? And and I think today, one of the reasons I am, like you, an award-winning international speaker, author, uh, we can get up and talk in any size group, on the phone, we're doing these radio shows, I can trace back 25 years ago of having been through something as simple and as trite as it sounds, a Toastmasters group that helped me become comfortable with presenting.
1: And I think – and a lot of people aren't. A lot of people barely have a very soft voice. They need to go to a voice coach or Toastmasters and learn when to stress a point. Learn when to get comfortable with the pause.
0: Learn that. that You don't need to do that. I believe that our L.A. Talk Radio hosts have a phrase for that, and they call it modulated for FM radio in other words it's exactly what you said knowing when to raise your voice when to make a strong point how to be demonstrative and strong about something you're passionate about um, and you have that's a that's a learned skill to be able to do that yet it's one of the most important things that will cause hiring managers to get excited about you Brad, but while we're on the subject, I just we have to talk about that story. I don't know if you remember this. It goes back like 12 years where we went out to visit the CFO of a company, and he was the quietest, most introverted, reserved Boring. gentleman. I, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to use that word. Person I think I've ever met in my life. And, and remember what he said to us was one of the most important things he looks for in candidates?
1: Yeah. Energy, and I think he moved his energy. when he said it. <laughs> I think he actually moved it one of his hands, and he said it so monotone. I, I, remember, I remember the guy. I know exactly who you're talking about. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if anybody needed energy, he did. So, uh, unfortunately, he was on the hiring manager's side, so he didn't really matter. So I would but tell Susie
0: get yeah, a coach. My, my point being here is that even hiring managers who have a very intro converted, shy, reserved, uncomfortable style with other people want candidates who have tremendous passion, enthusiasm, and energy that comes across in a phone interview and in a physical interview.
1: Absolutely. And if you don't have it... Get a voice coach. That's what voice coaches for. It'll be a small investment. But I, I, I one of the thing I'll say, Barry, about a voice coach or Toastmasters, it's gonna to help in your career anyway. You're gonna have if you as you move up the ladder, you're gonna to have to make presentations, board level presentations, uh, department head level presentations. All of these are gonna to have to be part of your repertoire as you move up the ladder. This will just simply not only build your skill as an interviewer, but it will build your skills as you become a professional manager moving up the ladder. So learning how to communicate with your voice is a real important area and I think one of the most important reasons why candidates fail uh, the interview,
0: which is – go ahead. One, a couple of thoughts, and, and and we've actually built this into our hiring methodology. I'm going to flip to the other side for a minute, but many of you who are listening to this call are probably senior executives, CEOs, company presidents. Um, you may be a senior manager. You might just be starting out in your career. But But one of the things that we insist our clients do when they engage us to do an executive search is at the final stage of the interview process is to put the candidates through a homework assignment where it forces the candidate to come back and actually make a real-world presentation of something they're going to have to do after they start on the job and it's because of that issue of being able to present is so important that sometimes doesn't come through strongly enough in the physical one-on-one interview across a steel desk, we actually build it into our interviewing methodology. so. And that's becoming more and more common. You've got to be able to deliver and communicate effectively, not only in the interview process, but afterwards. And many hiring managers are, are extrapolating the way you interview as to the way you'll be on the job.
1: Yep. So then, so you got don't answer the phone, remove obstacles. You've got to generate enthusiasm, energy with your voice. I touched upon the first S, and I'll touch upon it again. The first S stands for stand up, don't sit down. And that's one way you can use that to generate this energy and enthusiasm and be alert at what's going on. So it's pretty straightforward. Walk around, be prepared, but don't sit down is the first S. The second S in dress (coughs) stands for significant accomplishments one of the other differences between a phone interview and a face-to-face interview is the amount of time you have to address an answer or to address a concern an issue whatever it may be on a face-to-face interview you can talk for sometimes up to two minutes <clears throat> And by, since you're sitting in front of the person, you can look and see if they're sitting forward in their chair, you're engaging them, they're interested, or are they looking around the room checking their email? So you can talk for two minutes.
0: Hey, Brad. Yeah. Let's just, uh, this is a little commercial moment I'd like to insert here is, Brad's talking about this two-minute response. We actually have an acronym for it, and we have found in 25 years, I mean, we've been teaching this concept now to candidates for 25 years, if you use this small little acronym, which we explain in tremendous detail in our book, this is not the position I accepted, you'll win not only the phone interview, but you'll be tremendously successful in the physical interview, and we call that acronym swearing, learning to swear, S-W-E-A-R. I'm not going to elaborate. We could make a whole radio show broadcast out of that, just that one subject, but know that it's in our chapter on the face-to-face interviewing section.
1: Sorry to interrupt, Brad. Oh, that's okay because that swearing is exactly the right acronym for a face-to-face interview because it's about a two-minute response that that we were talking about. However, on a phone interview, think about it. If you talk for be on hold for two minutes and see how long it takes. That seems like forever. So on a phone interview, exactly right, Barry. You've got to change how you do that. You can't just use the acronym swearing for the face-to-face. You've got to change that because on a phone interview, you only want to talk for about a minute. And then reengage that candidate. I mean, that hiring manager or that recruiter. After two minutes, you don't know if they put the phone down. Check back; the person's still rambling. I've lost, you know, I don't have any control anymore because you don't have that body language to read.
0: Right, hey Brad. So well, for the phone
1: stay- fo- phone interview, let me finish finish this thought, Barry. For the yep. phone interview, you want to use the acronym called SOAR, which means in one minute. You want to use the word "soar" so in one minute you want to set, you want to address the situation, kind of describe what the issue is that you dealt with. you want to talk about an obstacle you overcame, you want to give them the action you you addressed, and you want to give them the results and you got one minute to do that in and then "r reengage if you can't do that in one minute on a phone interview barry you're going to lose the attention of the other person so one minute sore on a phone interview, face-to-face, we use the acronym we called swearing in the interview, and that's real important adjustment to know how to do those significant accomplishments.
0: Hey, Brad, let's take a, um, a, a, a commercial uh, little break here and let people know that may have just joined us on our radio call. I know it's been about 15, 20 minutes since we last did this, but I want to let everyone know who may have recently joined us on the call. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions live with Barry Deutsch and Brad Remillard, Partners in Impact Hiring Solutions. Again, we're in a retained executive search firm and best practice hiring company. Today, we're talking about acing the phone interview using the acronym DRESS-UP, which we go into tremendous detail, specific examples and illustrations in our free chapter. In fact, it's the most popular chapter of our book, This is not the position I accepted, and you can find that free chapter on our website in the candidate tab at the top of the website under free and within candidates under free resources. And there is no obligation, no fee. You can download it. You'll have all this detail. You may forget in a moment or two what we talked about in this call, but now you'll have that in front of you. Again, you can also
1: roughly two thousand people have downloaded that. uh free chapter, so it's a pretty popular chapter.
0: Absolutely, and we just wrote the book. So uh, that chapter's taken off like, uh, as they say, uh, like hotcakes. Um, if you'd like to participate in our call, all you've got to do is call in at 818-602-4929. Remember, you've got to unblock your call by hitting star 82 before dialing the area code if you use call blocking. And if you're a little bit shy, reticent, it's awkward to talk at work, uh, you can send us an email to info at Impact and Brad and I will try to get your uh, comment, point, discussion um, aired on this call. And in fact, Brad, I've got one just came up, um, and, I, and I'd like to share it, and maybe you could address this issue. It's from Mark in Chicago. Mark said, How do I prepare my sores in a one minute time frame? What, what method or, or tool could I use to prepare or get those ready for phone interviews?
1: I think you know you you have to anticipate a little bit of what kind of questions are going to be asked and then as you write out your answers using the soar methodology so let's take an example let's say i don't know, let's say you're an hr person and and i say to you uh can you give me, you know, you know, Barry, one of the biggest problems we have in our company or one of the challenges is you know, we've got a lot of turnover in our exposition. position. Uh, what have you done in turnover? So I might take that in one minute and just, I'm going to wing this. So I, I start with the situation. I'd, re, I'd repeat it back. I'd say, well, you know, Brad, I'm glad you asked. Uh, in my current position, uh, we did have an issue with turnover, and I had to deal with that in a very short period of time when I first came on board. Bingo you've answered that in less than 10 seconds you've said you've dealt with turnover you've readdressed engaged me letting me know you heard my question and you told me you're going to tell me so then move on to obstacles you know one of the obstacles when i came on turnover was at 60% in this one position and one of our goals was immediately to move that down to no less than 40 to 35% and so the first thing i did one of the obstacles to doing that one of one challenges was i had to figure out what what was the reason for the turnover they hadn't didn't have very good records they didn't have very good uh, Exit interviews. So I began implementing a process where we conducted exit interviews. We called some of the people who had left. We began to identify what was the reason for the turnover. Was it bad hiring? Was it we weren't training the people? Were we telling them it was the wrong job when they came on board? Was the job too complex for what we're looking for? All those issues. And so in about 30 to 40 days, I got a really good feel that the biggest problem was around training. People came on board, and they were given so much information in a short period of time, they were overwhelmed. (laughs) So we put together a very quick training, uh, two-week kind of orientation training program, got to some on the job, actually gave them a mentor to work with them for the first 30 days, and we noticed almost instantaneously that turnover in that position started to drop immediately, and the caliber of work they were doing increase. So within about six months we went from sixty percent turnover to forty percent just by putting in an orientation program. Now I didn't clock that Barry, but that may have taken me a minute, maybe a minute and ten seconds. It certainly wasn't three to four minutes of rambling. But I gave you the situation. Yeah I gave you the situation. I gave you the obstacles. I gave you the action I took and I gave you the results. Boom. And I and you can prepare for that without me being there. You know a question like that's what you've done. Just do that and just by by putting that together, you'll be so well prepared whatever question comes up, you're ready to go. training programs uh implementations, exit interview orientation. you give the same answer to all three of those. That makes sense.
0: That's a great example, Brad. Well, yeah. Brad, we got about ten minutes left. Let's focus on the last two elements of this dress up acronym, okay. the u and the p. <laughs>
1: Okay, the U that as we move from dress to up, the U stands for understand the position. You know, don't try and ramble on, and one of the problems with this is people don't understand the position well enough, so they give this shotgun approach as well if I cover turnover, training, orientation, hiring, uh, sourcing, uh, benefits. The, hi- the person on the end of the phone will pick the one they want and be happy. Understand the position. So there's nothing wrong with asking the uh, in recruiter or hiring manager if, could you give me just a quick overview of some of the, the basic things you're looking for in this position so I can help target my responses better to, your, to, to what you're looking for? Now, you've got to be careful. Because you don't want to come across you're trying to control the interview. Don't ask five or six questions, but just ask. Can you just give me a quick overview so I can help you better target my answers? And you'll get more. Together, we'll get more out of this. I don't have a problem with a person asking me that. I'll give them a quick two-three minute overview. I'll even kind of in my own sneaky way, I'll put in one of the most important things they're looking for is X to see if you listen to the answer. And then repeat back your sore tying to what I'm trying to, the, the problem I'm trying to solve with my client. So understand the position. Get a little bit of information about it to help you clarify your answers. But say it properly so the hiring manager recruiter knows you're trying to help them by better targeting your answer to their needs. So understanding the position I think is important so you don't ramble for two or three minutes and, and hope you got
0: the answer. Well, Brad, I think one of the most powerful questions a candidate can ask after you get through the first, you know, without being overtly obnoxious, you have to let the hiring manager pose one or two questions to you, but then everyone should be able to come right back and say things like, what are the top two or three criteria it's going to take for me to be successful? How will you know at the end of 12 months I've succeeded in this role? And once you understand that, now you've got laid in front of you. You know, while you're on the phone, your twelve accomplishments. You can pick one from pile A and one from pile B, and you've got your one-minute answers that you can specifically address the, their issues.
1: Yeah, and that, I think the and other, that other all thing
0: go, that you got goes to preparation. I think the other thing that everybody should be aware of is, in almost any job, there are maybe three to four core elements of what it takes to be successful in that job. You've got to have a great accomplishment aligned along each one of those. For example, if you're a chief financial officer, we know that one of the primary elements of being a CFO or controller is you have to be able to close the books on a timely and accurate basis. You better have a good example of financial process improvement and success. We also know that a big area is budgeting, forecasting, and financial analysis. You better have a good example in that area. A third area is banking relationships, capital structure. You should have a good example in that area. And, you know, HR will have their own set. Marketing will have theirs. You should have examples that align across traditional functional uh, successes. If you're not prepared, then you're going to be stumped. You won't have your one-minute answers. And, again, it's going to come off as if you're being unprofessional.
1: Yeah, it goes back to preparation and having those answers scripted out. Here's the key thing, written out. When you write something and you've got to do it in a minute, don't think about it. When you write it, it's got to be
0: succinct. Uh, and that so comes back me- to that understanding of the job. One of my favorite quotes of all time was was actually – I'll paraphrase it. It's, it's by Napoleon Bonaparte. And Napoleon once said, the battles are won on – the plan in the planning tents of the generals, not on the battlefields. It's all yeah. that preparation that Brad's <laughs> been talking about that make a difference. Not what you do while you're on the call. It's what you did before you ever got on the call.
1: Absolutely. So just so we don't want of time, that the P is real simple. The P and up is understand the purpose of a phone interview. There's only one purpose for a phone interview, and too often candidates – misjudge this as the purpose of being to get the job, to try and sell me to get the job. That's not the purpose. The purpose of a phone interview is to communicate enough information accurately, succinctly and with energy and enthusiasm so they'll invite you in for a face-to-face interview. You know, Don't try and sell on an interview. Don't try and close the deal on an interview. Don't try and over-control the interview. There's only one purpose to get you in front of that call. And that's what you have to focus on. Don't lose sight of that purpose. Candidates too often lose sight of that purpose and try and accomplish more on an interview than the reason for the interview and therefore the interview is not successful. So if you just simply don't answer the phone until you're ready and in a prepared mode to take that interview, you remove those obstacles in, uh, in do- conducting a phone interview and leaving you a message and not doing on your cell phone, You bring energy and enthusiasm with your voice. If you need a voice coach or Toastmasters, go out and get it. Stand. Don't sit during an interview. Get prepared with your one-minute sore examples. Understand a little bit about the position so you can align those examples with the position, but do that without trying to control the interview up front because that's very standoffish to recruiters and often hiring managers. And understand the purpose. Your interviewing, phone interview skills will change dramatically. And again, I know a lot of you may know this. Please take time to start doing it, practicing it, preparing for it, and getting your presentation, practice, preparation, and presentation, the three Ps available. Your phone interview hit rate will go from whatever it is to dramatically beyond to up to that 80%, 90% range, which is where it should be. Because in this environment, you only get one phone interview. You don't want to blow it. You may not get another one for six months.
0: And Brad, just to bring our call to a conclusion, once again, tell everyone how they can get the free chapter on phone, on acing the phone interview from our recently published book.
1: Yeah, that's important. The uh, phone interview is available on our website, hiring Solutions.com, name of our company, name of the show. I think we've said it about 50 times here www.impacthiringsolutions, that's plural.com. Up on the menu on top, you'll see a tab for candidates. Scroll down a little bit. When the menu comes up, it'll say free resources. It says right there free winning the phone interview resource. Click that, take you to the page. Download it for free. Uh, it's all yours, and you can you can have it there. You can prepare for it. It's all yours, but it's free for our uh, listeners today. So uh, that would be the final thoughts. Uh, Barry, anything else you want to cover today?
0: I think the other thing is, and everyone should look out for this in one of our upcoming radio programs, we're going to put together a checklist and some other templates that you can actually use to prepare your sore responses for phone interviewing and an interview checklist that you can use right before a phone interview to make sure you're ready to take that call. And we'll start to put those together in the next few weeks.
1: I would suggest to any candidate listening to this now or in the future from iTunes or wherever you download it from, you know, every week we post a wealth of information on our website and it's free. We're not trying to sell you anything. It's free. These audio, all of our past audio shows are up there. All the free resources we have, our LinkedIn group, our blog. You talk about looking for information on a blog about how to conduct a search. All of that's there. Um, the checklist we have available. Uh, I would suggest Every candidate should at least bookmark our site and check back once a week. See what new information is available. Our candidate open forum. Friday, we have a candidate open forum. It's free. You can come in, have, talk about any issues with Barry or myself. It's a telecom, it's free. All of this is available. And we provide a wealth of information to our candidates or, or people that listen to this show to help them. And it's all free. So, with that, I want to say thanks to all that have joined you. Thanks, Barry, for your help today. Remember, go out and win the phone interview, but dress up before you do the phone interview. And uh, We'll talk to you next week, uh, Monday, 11 to noon, every Monday from 11 to noon, L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Impact Hiring Live with Barry Deutsch and Brad Rumelard. Have a great week and win the phone interview this week, and you'll win the job next week. Take care. Have a great week. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions with Brad Remillard and
0: Barry Deutsch, only on L.A. Talk Radio.